Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? We are back with our SummerSlam preview extravaganza. We're going to be diving into a uh, relatively light SummerSlam card. We're going to be discussing that also, just the overall uh, you know number of matches this year compared to the last uh, last five or six years. But before we get into all that, let me introduce the stars of the show. Sheena, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm sitting here under this beautiful sturgeon supermoon we got going on out here. Um we're recording August 1st and yeah, if you're outside right now, you're definitely looking at like an epic, an epic moon. So if you're listening to this tomorrow, it'll probably yeah, still, you know, be- people are going to be listening to this like at all times a day throughout the week. Well, I don't remind them. They can go out tomorrow. It'll still be, it'll still be super close tomorrow. So they'll still be able to like take it in if they're already in bed tonight. But um, August, we're going to have two super moons. So if you miss this one, um, August 30th, we're going to have a harvest moon and it's going to be so, <laughs> and it's a super moon as well. So if you, all my moon geeks out there, you know. <laughs> what? I'm just trying to, I, I don't even have a, a response or a retort to that. I'm try, so I'm trying to better our audience's lives, get them out in nature, get them like, you know, just feeling feeling the natural vibes out there, the gravitational pull of the moon, um, you know, get out from behind their screens and just breathe in some fresh air. So I'm, I'm out here trying to like better our audience. So. All right. I could dig that. Marco, what's happening up in Boston? Nothing much. Also, if you've got, you can tan your moons as well. Uh, just exactly. uh, bringing that yeah. back. So sure. that was a super moon. <laughs> yeah, you could under the light of the super moon. Um, probably a different effect than the sun, but it's there's got to be something going on there. If you you know point your anus to the moon, <laughs> some some type of connection. But uh, no, but yeah, no, doing doing good over here. Just uh, just enjoy enjoying the summer. That's all. I mean, it's already already winding down. It's August first, like you just said. So. Kind of we still got past. we still got about two months of summer. Uh, the The first day of fall is until like September twenty third or something like that, yeah, right? So yeah, we still. It feels I, I get August always gets me in the fall vibes too. But I feel like I mean we definitely have two months of summer. I think we're still going to have some hot ass days ahead of us. Marco, I got to say, man, I'm a little bit jealous. Uh, tell tell the audience where you are, uh, what concert you're going to this Thursday night. Uh, well, uh, I will be uh, attending uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Curtis Jackson um, and his friends. Uh, Curtis 50, Jackson yeah, and friends. <laughs> Curtis Jackson and friends. That's the name of the yeah. concert now. Uh, Fifty Cent uh, is uh, doing his. Uh, you know, was I think what it's called? It's like it's like it's pretty much it's like his last tour. It's like you know, last lap around the globe. Um, if you see the poster, it's like Pretty literally, cool. he's literally doing like, you know, hair and then overseas, like everywhere. So, um, uh, Busta Rhymes is going to be there. That's, that's his like, uh, uh, co-headliner. Um, Who else he got with him? Uh, he, I think he has, yeah, he has Busta Rhymes and, uh, what the heck is that dude's name? I forget his name. The, birth, the birthday set dude. Well, I can't think of his name. Birthday set. Oh, uh, Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Whatever, yes, yeah. Jeremiah. There yeah. Go. Yeah, he's going to be there. I don't know if there's going to be like special guests or anything like that, but I'm yeah. pretty stoked. I've never seen uh, 50 Cent. I've seen Eminem. That's cool, man. Is that, he going to be at, uh, is he doing the, the Celtics stadium or what's he doing? No, he's doing some, uh, I've never been to, he's, it's, it's near, it's kind of near Foxborough Stadium. It's not Foxborough Stadium because that's the worst for like acoustics. Um, if you've ever, if you've ever been there, but I forget the name of the stadium, but it's an open, it's an open 
stadium as though it's on in, okay. indoor. So like an amphitheater type yeah, like situation. Amphitheater. It's pretty. It, it, okay. It's uh yeah. The wife uh you know hooked me up with some uh it was a Father's Day gift uh slash you know her own gift because she wanted to go um nice secretly gift. as well. So she was like, oh, perfect, perfect combination. So oh my yeah, gosh, that be- makes me feel so old, though, because like Seth and I were just starting dating when 50 was just like super fresh. Get rich or die. Try. Oh, and like boy. we went to FYE and we're like looking for this like sold out album everywhere. And now he's doing his last lap. I feel like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> like, like the, oh, my God, we're old. Yeah, it's like the 20 year. It's, it's, I guess they're like it's 20 years. Yeah, it was since, 2003. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's that's crazy yeah. to think that album came out 20 years ago. That'd be I feel like really 50s really. become really underrated over the years too, man. Like obviously his career was at least musically was a a little bit lackluster after he left Shady Aftermath. Yeah. But uh, you know that first five or six years run he had was you could put that up against just about anybody's in hip hop history. Oh yeah, yeah dude. And the whole like G Unit blew up. Yeah, it was he just a bunch of people. On. What was yeah. the uh, what was the song that uh, that you guys came to get? Was it just the whole album? Was there? It was. It was. Yeah, song? the Get Rich or Die Trying had just come out, dude. So okay. it, you know, it was yeah, like I mean, sold so, out everywhere. Yeah, I was already. I mean, I had discovered Fifty from the Eight Mile soundtrack with Wankster, and then uh, there was an. I can't remember the name. Of it. There was another song he was on with Eminem and Obi Trice on the Eight Mile soundtrack that was really, really good. Um, and then obviously, in the club came out. You know, mm-hmm. the, the month before his album dropped, kind of just had the radio on fire back in early two thousand three. Yeah, Seth, I, the guy. I picture just Seth. Uh, Picking up Sheena on their first date, just listening to uh, PIMP. Yeah, we kind of did. We even we didn't even find the album that night, right? Or that no, we did, we did. Yeah, it was because it was the Tuesday after. The whole reason we ended up going out, me and my brother went to go find it the first night, and it was sold out. That's right. That's right. Yeah, they had to restock that next. So we had to go to like the big town, yeah. And then it was like that night. I think there was like a basketball game. I think didn't we go back and there was a basketball game that night? No, you got the timeline all jacked up, but. It's fine. We don't got to go all the way down to memory lane on that one. The basketball game was a couple of days. It prior. just well, it just made me yeah. feel like you know it was like that perfect like high school you know dating situation. It kind of like, was, but yeah, it was just, you got the events a little bit out of order. But uh, <laughs> sorry, my my recall from twenty years ago is uh, not not as good as it used to be. Jordan, you're a big concert goer, man. Also, welcome welcome Jordan to the show. Six minutes in, that intro took a hey, while. Th- thanks uh, for introducing me. <laughs> I was wondering if I should just could've, fuck could've, off and leave. You could have ju- you could have jumped in at any. Time. It wasn't like the no, old days where you were like a surprise guest with the Wyatt. <laughs> <laughs> until you introduce like, me, uh, until Seth says, Jordan, what's going no, on who, in the Midwest? Like Vampiro, man. I was going to say yeah, Vampiro. Like like, Vampiro. You need to get my waiting, fucking entrance music. Yeah, waiting to, uh, waiting to go hit my fucking music. I need my entrance music. Anyways, Jordan, you know, uh, you're probably the biggest concert goer out of any of us. I really out of anybody I know, man. What's, what's the best hip hop concert you've been to? Uh, probably either Rock the Mic. Or uh, Kanye and Jay Z in Chicago. Damn, nice. Oh, that'd be cool. That's after. Yeah. I'm assuming that's after Watch the Throne came out. That was literally like two months after Watch the Throne came out. Um, nice. We're talking about going to the Bengals Titans game for our um, football game this year, and Drake is actually in Nashville that night. So Whoa. I'm gonna try to hit the Bengals Titans game and go to Drake that night. So because I've never How seen drunk Drake. Is Jordan gonna be that night? He's gonna be obliterated. Oh. Yeah, we we. We were supposed to see Drake, and he fucking uh, he broke his ankle or something that time when we were supposed to see him. He's and, in Memphis yeah, this weekend, I think. Two thousand nine. I think he's in Memphis this weekend, and the tickets are actually not that bad. They canceled. They canceled it, man. They ended up canceling Drake and Twenty One Savage. Really? really? Why? Yeah, I forget. I can't remember what happened, but I know a guy I was with at work was thinking about buying tickets. He was actually telling me today he's glad it got canceled because he was kind of on the fence, but he felt like he was going to end up going out of FOMO. But he's like, I just saved some money with that that concert getting canceled. Huh. Yep. That, that's odd. 
Well, we are an officially a hip hop podcast now, so yeah, yeah. we need to change. We need to change our category on, um, you know, Apple iTunes. Gee, uh, Shana, tell the listeners what's uh, what's new on the farm. Um, well, we have a super moon over the farm tonight. I already got that covered. <laughs> um, what is new on the farm? I don't really know what's. Oh, um, to your farm, no, tell us. Old, no updates. Same old, yeah, same old, same old. It's it's August, so like the garden is going wild. Weeds have taken over. It's like you kind of just forget where you are and how much shit you have planted and where the new seeds are. So, yeah, if you're a gardener or a farmer in August, uh, you know just how how crazy it is. All right. We want to remind you guys, check out our Pod Foundation brethren at Turnbuckle Tavern, coming down the aisle, and Extra Cooler. Find their shows anywhere you find podcasts. Use code Chick Foley to save 10% on all your figure purchases at Ringside Collectibles. Ton of new stuff in stock over there. Uh, Sheena, remind the listeners where they can find you on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. Marco running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. Um, join our Foley fam over on Facebook at chickfoley.com. Lots of fun stuff going on over there. Uh, we're, you know, elbow deep in the picks league right now. So if you want to get in, observe how that all plays out and then get in for next season, um, you know, go ahead to chickfoley.com and join up. Yeah, we got to do a full disclosure on the Foley Picks League. You know, we've been giving Jordan shit because his wife, Ari, has kind of been oh dusting boy, him yeah. so this. far this season in the Picks League. And Ari is a wrestling fan. like So it's not like, you know, straight yeah. up shameful or anything. But I'd say she's a little bit more of a casual fan than us. She's definitely a more casual fan than Jordan. Yeah. she's Jordan been, is like, And yeah. she's been just dusting him. Somehow our five-year-old son, Brett, outscored me and Sheena on the uh, Great American <laughs> Bash on Sunday what? night. So yeah. Had, Tip, tip of the cap to Brett, man. Damn. Job well done. He was actually only one match away from having a perfect card somehow. Yeah, pretty freaking wild. Oh, who did he pick? Uh, he he didn't pick Raquel. He to thought Thea Hale was going to beat Tiffany Stratton. Or, yeah, that was a good pick. I, yeah. I was starting. I, I thought she had a chance, but you know, it was a good, it was a good show. Also, yeah. uh, all right. So let's get into SummerSlam. Sheena's going to kind of run point on this, and we're just going to go through uh, the card. Before we get into it, though. Um, what do you, what are you guys' overall thoughts on the card this year? Definitely a little bit lighter. It's all killer, no filler. Um, but we're used to seeing SummerSlam be almost like WrestleMania light with about, you know, 10, 11, 12 matches on the card. Well, you know, it's a good thing for me. I'm super stoked. Last year, um, Jordan had to like give me the elbow to like wake me up at one point during SummerSlam because it was, it was a long show. Uh, Jordan, uh, went and saved the day. Or was it you or Jordan? Somebody saved the day with some glizzies. Jordan and, got four hot dogs. That was like right when we first got there though. Yeah, I think. It was like, like a, it was it, an hour wait and we missed it. But I was going to say, but match. it was like an hour wait before he got back. I was we like, were, we need to go check on Jordan, I think somebody abducted him. We were at GCW <laughs> till uh, you know three o'clock the night before, and then we got up early for Starcast, and, and that was a shit show. Basically, spent all day drinking at the Wild Horse Saloon downtown Nashville with our Foley fam. So yeah. yeah, it was it was a long day. There's definitely like the Ronda uh, Liv Morgan match. I have very very fuzzy memories of that one. I kind of yeah. started to sober up a little bit for the Usos and Street Profits and Romans match. Um, but yeah, it was a long day, so you could be forgiven. But but yeah, I'm I'm all for a nice like. Like you said, all killer, no filler type card. Um, so I, I love that they kind of trim the fat on this. I generally like a longer card just because I love more wrestling. I've never been one that, you know, less is more. Um, I am kind of thankful for it this year, though, because we got a big like football season kickoff event Saturday night for um, basically all the Arlington football teams from flag football way up to varsity. It's like a you know big pep rally type deal that obviously we got to be at. Um, so I'm not going to be able to watch this till like nine o'clock. So I'm going to be in a super, super late start, putting the phone on airplane mode. So no notifications. I won't be able to yeah. participate in the live thread in the Facebook group. Yeah, we'll get, um, we'll still get the live thread up so that all you yeah, guys it'll still can, be up, yeah. but we will not be participating. So yeah, I'm not even going to, it's probably going to be about nine 15 before I hit play on SummerSlam Saturday night. So I am kind of thankful this one year for the uh, lighter card. How about you guys? 
I mean, I, I always think of SummerSlam as obviously one of the big four shows, so it's kind of disappointing that it's a, a lighter card. I mean, I get it. that They didn't want to put anything that didn't belong on here. I, there's a couple things that I thought could have been on here as far as like Raw Women's title match or um, uh, Trish and, and Becky. Becky. You feel like they're blow-offs. Dude, be that's this, so right? weird that they're not doing yeah, that right now. Weird. I mean, It feels like it's timed up to be hitting a crescendo like right now. Yeah. And yeah. they're spending a lot of time on that on Raw, and it seems really weird that they wouldn't be paying that off for the the final time at SummerSlam. But maybe they're just going to run until Survivor Series. Who knows? They love to drag shit out. I know we got out. payback. Yeah, we got payback coming up in a month, so I'm wondering. And that card kind of just popped up. They hadn't really been promoting that up until a few weeks ago. Um, so I'm wondering if maybe they pivoted and a couple of things that they had penciled in for SummerSlam. Maybe they just decided to to stretch out and the, take until that India uh, show they, is next month too, right? The beginning of next yeah, month, yeah, the yeah Friday, September eighth. Yeah. We don't know if that's going to look more like a full on pay per view or like the old international, you know super cards they put on in Australia and, and the first few cards in Saudi Arabia. Well, supposedly that match is supposed to happen at a raw in Winnipeg. Oh. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. I heard that Trish too. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of having feuds blown off, like in like big matches on raw. I think that's yeah. cool. We talked about that yeah. for years, but it, it feels like, it, you know, Trish and Becky, we, I feel like we need to see the end of that feud on a pay-per-view though. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. All right. You guys ready to get into the card? Yeah. All right, so we have, uh, we'll kick it off, uh, SummerSlam Battle Royal. I feel like this has got to be, if, if LA Knight does not win this Battle yeah. Royale, I'm starting to believe some of the backstage rumors we've seen that maybe he's not very well liked and really isn't going to get a push, no matter mm. how much the fans try to fight for it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I mean, is there anybody else that's even got any momentum? To no. I, I feel like it's either LA Knight or this is just going to be a, it, it's him or it's just going to be some oddball one off that means nothing. Yeah, be if, Kid if, Rock. Yeah. If, I, if Grayson was in it, I would probably say it, it, they have Grayson Waller win it, but he's obviously not in it. So there's no stakes on this at all. It's just, yeah, that's a, what I was wondering. Straight up battle, just royal. A battle royal. And we got the people announced so far LA Knight, Sheamus, Champa, Nakamura, Otis. And Gable. Yeah, no, he's winning. Mm. <sighs> yeah. Like I said, it's. I feel like it's either it's. This definitely a referendum on LA Night one way or another, dude. If he if he wins this, I think you know it, they're kind of just got him in a waiting pattern until they come up with something good creatively to to really send him up to the the main event status. If he loses this, though, I don't know, man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Winning this gets you a main event slot on a house show sometime in the near future. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's promising. Yeah, not much to say about that. Um, like you said, I, I, how, do you know how many people are going to be in this, or is this it? It's just it's going to be however many people are left over that they feel like flying to Detroit. <laughs> probably Becky, Becky and Trish will be in it probably too because they're not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're going to show up. Uh, I was going to say maybe there's going to be some surprises. Maybe there's some things they have planned out that are going to take. It's going to take more time. You know, I don't know. Maybe we see Bray Wyatt come out. I don't know. I don't think Bray's <sighs> out in a battle royale. Oh, no, man. not in the battle royale. I'm just saying in oh, the night Summer throughout Slam. the night. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's why because like the card you know if they you could see you could see some surprise in the battle royal though like uh who, who's from detroit you got kevin nash maybe you get kevin nash though on the uh the oh, diesel singlet mm, one last time will come out i can't really think are there any other big wrestlers from from detroit yeah the iron sheik obviously he's no longer with us oh my god if they kick off the show with an so iron what do you guys, hologram so let's go around the horn then are we get are we taking la you can either take la night or you can take the field I'm going to take the I'm field, t- man. I, re- I still stand by it. I don't think LA Knight's really over. I think it's just the latest. I think he's the latest version of Rusev Day. Damn. I, I'm going to go with LA Knight. 
I made this mistake before I went with LA Knight and he disappointed me in the money in the bank, but I'm gonna try again. LA Knight or the field, Jordan? The field. Marco? Dang, I'm gonna have to split it. I'm going with LA Knight. Yeah. To take the win. Yeah. Maybe I'm just hopeful. I mean, because I mean, the thing that's a red flag for me is that um, that SmackDown from Madison Square Garden a couple weeks back when the crowd was just like red hot for him, and they didn't even use him on TV then. Like he was getting, they were he was getting a chance, like it was old CM Punk man, mm-hmm. like LA Night chance, and they still wasn't. He was on a backstage segment, uh, and that was it. So not good. I don't well, know. Maybe man. I mean, they're maybe they're gaming that. Maybe there's something to that. You know, you You're don't, right. you don't give the people what they want. And they've they get done that more before. Freaking, yeah, like, we, feverish for we, it, we've know? seen that occasionally where they kind of just they give you that delayed gratification type deal. Uh, it's possible, but I don't know. That feels like more like a Vince thing than a Triple H thing. You mean like Braun mm-hmm. winning the title three years after he should have originally won it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they want yeah. to drag this shit out as long yeah. as possible. Mm-hmm. Choo choo. All right, moving on. We got Ricochet versus Logan Paul in a straight up singles match. I think this is going to be. I think this is going to be a good match overall. Um, but I mean, just I'm not. I think Logan's taking the dub, man. Yeah. He lost. He lost to Roman. He lost to Seth. I think we get him back on the on the winning path. Yeah, I think we see Ricochet do some crazy shit, but we, we get Logan. You know, Logan could always just cheat to win. So yeah. I'm picking Logan Paul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Logan Paul. So it definitely has the. This has show stealer potential, though, for sure. Yep. Yeah, they both gonna. They definitely have some stuff planned. I think they're gonna try to do too many spots in this match. Honestly, I think I think it's gonna ruin it. I do, I do not have high hopes for this match. Honestly, it's does, yeah. Does Samantha Irvin get involved? <sighs> Um, they he they called her out on I mean, freaking yeah, uh, on Raw. I don't see her getting in, involved. Not in involved. The match, I think well, she just takes a bump like a la Stephanie style. You know what I mean? Like you know, just I don't know. I think, Maybe they throw a chair over there or something. Yeah, I, I mean, I think oh there'll be a gosh. moment where you know when Logan does win, she's reluctant. To uh, say he's the winner. Yeah, maybe she doesn't introduce him. Maybe she passes it off and has somebody else. Yeah, maybe Logan. something like that. I don't think she'll get like physically involved. Or she'll just, you know, she's so infamous for her, um, you know, crazy introductions. Maybe she just says Logan. Yeah, Paul. Logan. Yeah, <laughs> just generic. Y'all are cornballs. I have. I've always been a cornball, so I'm here for it. If she does that, I'll pop. All right. Any other thoughts on? Uh, Ricochet versus I Logan just, Paul. You know, I kind of worry about what they got planned. They had the awesome spot at the Rumble. They had that crazy Spanish fly that they almost botched at Money in the Bank, but Ricochet kind of single-handedly saved it. So, you know, it's a Logan Paul match, so I'm sure they've rehearsed it a bunch. I, I don't have as much concerns as Jordan does. I think whatever – I think they're going to go out there and try to nail, um, you know, whatever big spot I they have. I think it's going to be a fun match. I mean, how many yeah. times has Logan Paul wrestled and we always come away like, damn, that was freaking delivers, good, dude. Dude delivers, man. Yeah. I think it's I think it's going to be a great match. Um up next, we got Gunther uh, versus Drew McIntyre for the Intercontinental Championship. Does anybody got the uh, the stat, Andy? How how close is Gunther to breaking Hockey Talk Man's he's record? He's got to go past SummerSlam, dude. Yeah, it's so. uh, September. Around okay, mid-September. so he's one month away. I mean, he, Gunther's ready to go on to bigger and better things, right? I, I see Gunther feuding with whoever comes out of this. Um, this Seth Rollins Judgment Day situation with the World Heavyweight Championship. I yeah. think Gunther's next in line. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of if he's still going to have that Intercontinental belt on his shoulder. Um, I don't know. It's going to be a badass match. I think it could go either way. I can, it's hard to see Drew losing his first big match back also. 
I know that's that's what I'm thinking. Like uh, the thing that gives me pause about Gunther because I, I think they would definitely want him to break the record. But the thing that gives me pause is, yeah, why would you bring Drew McIntyre back to have this like epic match and then just you know, yeah, to lose. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going. I mean, I mean, he's at. Yeah, I think it's uh, what four fifty three is is honky tonks reign. He's. I think Gunther's about four eighteen right now. Around there, he'll definitely uh, pass Pedro. Uh, well, I could see them dragging it out. I could see them dragging this out till payback too, and having a you know rematch what? and I'm having going, Drew. I'm going having Drew. Drew beat him. I think Drew's gonna win. I'm going with Gunther. I just Seth? think it'd be really weird if they had Gunther drop the title when he's this close to yeah. breaking it, it. Yeah, but do I they mean, really? Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <sighs> Dude, I, I don't know. You never know what to expect with WWE. Anything could happen, but I'd why be, would you take that away from Honky Tonk Man? Who would we yeah. rather have as the longest reigning Intercontinental yeah. Champion ever? It's been would you so rather have long, Gunther yeah. or Honky Tonk Man? I feel Gun- like yeah, Gunther. that's Honky Tonk Man's one claim it to is, fame, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's, no. the one, it's like the one statistic that you can always remember. Gun- Gunther's run with the belt has been awesome, but I don't know if I want Gunther to win, man. I think I might be rooting for Drew yeah, to uh, end this to keep keep Honky in the, in the history books. Yeah. Yeah. Can't smash all the Yeah, I'm not mad at that, dude. I mean, it's gonna this match is gonna be a banger, dude. Like let's let's be real. Another one, yeah. I know we just said about Ricochet and Logan Paul. This another one's got potential to be match of the night. But it's gonna be totally different. I think we're I mean, like that's Oh yeah, yeah, two totally different flavors. Two totally different flavors of wrestling. Yeah, it's it's gonna be great though. So Well let's go around with it. Let's let's do final picks. Who who we wanna um, my heart is telling me Gunther, but now that you say that about Honky, I mean my head is saying Drew, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Gunther. I say Gunther. Gunther. I'm going Drew. Okay. All right. All right. Up next, we have MMA rules match. We got Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler. I, I think got, this match is going to be awesome too, dude. I got to say, I saw I was uh, I was watching Raw on mute last night for a little bit, and I saw the graphic just pop up, and I kind of just glanced at it. And at first, I thought it said Mama rules. So I was mama like, what rules. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Rhonda, she's a, she's a mama, dude. Yeah, I was thinking like maybe you had to like instead of making him say uncle, you had to make him say mama or something. And but, I'm a cornball. Yeah, well, I mean, I just I just misread it. I was like the way that the graphic was, it was kind of a little bit of a weird font they had going. Yeah. Um, I'm not really this. I don't know what, what this is. Yeah, yeah, what is this? We've seen, like, you know, Owen Hart and Ken Shamrock had the Lions Den match back in the day. Didn't Riddle have like a fight pit match? We've recently? seen the fight pit. Yeah, Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins had it. Matt Riddle and I forget one one of the dudes. Matt Riddle and somebody had one on NXT also. Yeah, Who was that? It was dude? the dude that looks like he eats rocks for dinner. It, uh, oh my god! Oh, um, what was his name? Pete Jordan? Dunn, you know dude. who I'm talking about? No, not Pete Dunn. It wasn't Pete Dunn. It was um, what was the dude's name? Man, he's like gnarly looking dude. Timothy like said, Thatcher. Timothy yeah, Thatcher. Yeah, Timothy Thatcher. Am I lying? Doesn't it like he eats Thatcher. rocks for dinner? Dude, he looks. Like, I mean, he looked like badass though, dude. Yeah, I he mean, was badass. It was him and Riddle. Yeah. He was a a, a, right? a a cosmetic dentist dream man. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I don't know what this is going to be. Like, do we think this is going to be like a, a kayfabe UFC fight I think or what? So. Yeah, yeah. It's, if it's MMA rules, obviously, I'm not sure if they're going to do rounds. If they're just going to knock out your opponent. Yeah, knock out I don't know why mission. they didn't just do like fight pit. I think this yeah. has got potential. This, this is far and away it's leading the best for shoot. the big yeah. the stinker of the night. It might be some shooting. Really? I think it's going to be a good yeah. match. I think it's going to be a shoot fight. 
I'm with Seth. I have no hope for this match. I think this is going to be awful. Why do you have no hope? Shayna and Ronda are like, you know, they're like besties. I mean, you know? yeah, maybe they go out and just beat the shit out of each other. Which and I, it's, yeah. I'm not going to say there's not, uh, you know, out of the, the hundred different possibilities for this match, there are a few where it comes out cool, but... I just I got a feeling that this thing is just not going to translate to the squared circle and is going to end up being shit. Yeah, I could, I could totally see that. If they start to get too MMA-ish, you know, like it's just it's going to be awkward. We're all going to be sitting around like, yeah. Wait till they put this on right after Gunther and Shane, or Gunther and Drew well, McIntyre too. Yeah, Good that's going to be the problem yeah. is it's got, you know, it's got potential to follow Ricochet and Logan Paul and Gunther and uh, Drew McIntyre. So yeah, that's that will not be a good placement for the for this match for sure. Hmm. All right, who are we going with though? Let's I go. say Shayna. I think uh, Shayna. Yeah, yeah, Shayna. Same. Dirt, Dirt Sheets got this is Ronda's. This is her last, you know, last match, or at least last match for a while. And I think yeah. that you know, I'm, I'm sure she'd love to put over a friend. Yeah. Yep. I think yep. Shayna too. Shayna. Are right, we ready for the weekly beverage break? Oh yeah. Sheena, you can kick it off. Tell us what you're sipping on. I'm sipping on a cold brew with raw cow's cream and <laughs> uh, a little bit of organic maple syrup. I got like shit sleep last night. My daughter, uh, she got in bed with us and she just tossed and turned like a little freaking bowling ball all night. So, um, you know, got the cold brew to keep me going. Side note, if you are uh, if you're a Costco member, these are like the Kirkland brand cold brews. They're really, pretty good. Really good. Really smooth. They're in a can. Um, they're totally unsweetened, so it's just straight up coffee. Definitely definitely recommend if you're into that sort of thing. Jordan, what are you drinking, man? Um, a friend of mine brought me back some beers from Vermont, so I'm starting to go through those. Uh, right now I'm drinking, it's called Vaulted Blue. It's a New England style India pale ale. And it is from Burlington Beer Company in Williston, Vermont. This is a really wow. good beer. But I wonder if they're related to the Coat Factory, fellas. Yeah. Might be. You know, in Burlington Coat Factory, $500, she'd come out like a king, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they got figures at Burlington Coat Factory now. Really? Yeah. It's not even, it's not, well, it's not called Burlington Coat Factory anymore. They, I think they, now they it's did, just Burlington. Yeah, yeah they the did the Dunkin' effect where they're yeah, not Dunkin' they Donuts a, anymore. I guess they, they have a toy section now, and it's yeah. like. It's like the stuff you used to find at like TJ Maxx when sometimes they'd get like random elites and stuff. There, mm-hmm. There's random elites there. Uh, Marco, what are you drinking, man? I actually got the uh, the Festival of Friendship at Burlington like a while back when that set was out with. Uh, oh, really? With yeah, Mayo the epic Jericho. Nice. Yeah. Um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sipping on some uh, Mark and Ginger. So Maker's Mark and Ginger nice. is. Hell yeah, dude. Right now. Mark Great and Ginger, combo. America's favorite couple. Did you ever find, did you ever find the bold ginger ales? I did not know they actually don't sell them in my in this area. Uh, we looked everywhere. I guess they're like in, only in certain parts of the country. The yeah, they got weird distribution. I haven't seen them. Like I said, they pop back up at that grocery store on, on base here in Tennessee, man. And I haven't seen them since then. Like so. I can order, you can order yeah. them on Amazon. They have them there, like, okay. like the cases and stuff. But they are a really nice mixer for sure. I'm drinking. Uh, this is by Distill Brewery out of Normal, Illinois. What a town name! Uh, I would love to live in a town named Normal. Yeah, with all the normies. But yeah, this is out of Normal, Illinois. Wild sour. It's just a dragon fruit mango sour. Uh, really, really tasty. Let Here, me get a drink I'll give of you that. a I'm sip. Cena, give give us a uh, live review. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> just what I was looking for. Oh, it's good. Very tart. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a uh, purple man. This thing mm-hmm. is uh, just you know otherworldly, but yeah, really, really good if you like yeah. a sour. Anybody got any uh, big food and drink plans for SummerSlam? 
No. None. No. I know. We usually do. We usually, the big the big pay-per-view events, we usually try to do it. But like Seth said, we have Saturday uh, night Tiger's Night. Up, so yeah. we're probably grabbing some some Taco Bell takeout or something and bringing it home. But I definitely have the, uh, a nice set of beard on ice uh, mm-hmm. when we get back. What about you, Marco? Y'all got any big... Uh, culinary plans for for saturday no nah, nothing really we'd uh probably just yeah, order and you know, like we normally do on on the SummerSlam nights we we're actually thinking of going over uh our neighbors are having they're they're big wrestling fans so we might head over there and uh talk and you know do something with them and order some food and stuff so cool. we'll see what happens all right, let's get into the uh, the big match, Sheen. All right, we're going to kick it off with the triple threat match for the WWE Women's Championship. We have the reigning champ, Asuka, versus Charlotte Flair versus Bianca Belair. So I don't know how the mechanics are going to go down, but one way or another, I think EO is leaving with the belt yeah, Saturday night. Yeah, that's definitely something to consider. I Because... I don't think either Charlotte or Bianca, I don't think it's really time for them to, you know, for Bianca to get the belt back and for Charlotte to, to, you know, regain the title. I think, I think EO is getting it, dude. I think she's going to successfully cash in who, so how do you think it's going to, how do you think the cash is going to go down? Who's going to win the match? I don't know. Like I said, I, 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 it could be somebody wins. She cashes in. I'm thinking more scenario, like similar to Seth Rollins, you know, triple threat match. You're right for some sort of like train wreck situation where everybody's down and, I think EO comes out and takes advantage. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it's a she makes it a four way match at the end, kind of like you said, like Seth Rollins mm-hmm. just comes in and then they change the rules of the match, and she probably wins that way. Yeah, I'm I'm going with EO leaving um, leaving as well. If okay, taking EO out of the what about you, Jordan? Your thoughts, EO, or is it going to be one of the three that are booked? I definitely think Oscar is going to win this match. I, I can see the EO cash in, but. I just have a feeling she's gonna get she's gonna try to cash in and somehow it's not gonna happen. Like I still think Bailey somehow screws her out of it somehow. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that that's always in play too. Yeah, you gotta think of the other statistic too where all the women's cash ins are a hundred percent. So there has to be some at some point where it's what's a failed cash in. So this could be one of those opportunities. Damn, yeah, they are due for a failed cash in. No, it makes sense because the briefcase is definitely gonna be in play in our next match as well. Yes. Okay. So we got um, Seth freaking Rollins versus Finn Balor uh, for the World Heavyweight Championship with Damian Priest lingering as the uh, Mr. Money in the Bank. I think I think Finn wins and I think Finn somehow beats Damian Priest in a cash in scenario also. Man. I think so. I think. Uh, yeah, I, I think Finn's going to get a run with this belt. He's been awesome on the build. Even though it's kind of weird because Seth has beat Finn clean as a sheet twice here in the last couple months. Um, but Finn's been really bringing the intensity and the charisma uh, on, on the the path to SummerSlam, and I think he's going to win. And I don't know if you know maybe the rest of Judgment Day turns on Priest because it's kind of been looking like they're going to turn on Finn. Maybe we get some sort of swerve, but. I think Finn's going to end up standing tall and, and come out of this struggle with Damian Priest with the with the belt and with the you know a failed cash in for Priest. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, because Seth Seth's not going to lose anything. I think there's going to be definitely some sort of shenanigans, dude. I don't think Seth is going to bulletproof man. Yeah, he's, Seth's not going to lose. He's this at a point in his career where wins and losses almost don't even matter. I, I hate to say that, being such a big Rollins fan, but it just is what it is at this point. He's a made man. Yeah, uh, I'm going. I'm going Finn. Too coming out, and I think I think Damian Priest definitely tries to cash in and fails. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm going with uh, I'm going with Finn too. I think uh, he he he's bringing 
a, di- a different demeanor nowadays too. It's like it, it, he's kind of uh, going back to like the uh, the prince uh, character back when he uh, back in the Bullet Club days. It seems like not really bringing out the demon anymore, but bringing out more of like a a serious tone yeah. Finn Balor. And I think uh, I think he's definitely due for a win. It's like a full circle type deal where he you know he wins it back at SummerSlam the same like like how he did before. Um, I do think Damian Priest does try to cash in. And I, I'm, I'm with Seth. I think uh, Judgment Day turns on Damian Priest because I think everyone thinks it's the opposite. They're going to turn on Finn Balor, but I, I just have a funny feeling they're going to uh, something's going to happen where he's you know Damian's on the outs for some some strange yeah. reason. But uh, I don't think for he's going to sure. be successful at all. I don't think. Do he's we ready. think Bray Wyatt returns in this match? No, no, no. Because I, I was match, just thinking. No. Well. Sorry, I just heard somebody lay out a scenario, obviously, like, you know, it would be the perfect way to reinsert Bray because him and Seth have a, you know, built in history and stuff. Um, and Do just, they, though? What, I, guess I mean, just, a theme, a, just yeah. yeah, just kind of like the, you know, um, awful. I think Bray <laughs> makes more sense coming back in the Cody and Brock match we're yeah. going to talk about. I could see Bray <laughs> feuding with either one of those guys. Or I could see Bray and Roman doing something, dude. Like yeah. it's almost a, a footnote at this point, but this whole Roman reign kicked off by beating, by returning, beating up Bray Wyatt, and then beating Bray Wyatt for the championship the next week. Very true. I, I just that just gives me cause for pause because I don't know. I just feel like Roman has been so excellent. You know, I just feel like sometimes when you tie things to Bray, it starts to get super convoluted and super kind of just unclear and messy and I feel like Roman and Bray's feud in 2015 was one of the few Bray feuds that actually went really, really well and had a nice tie up, man. I mean, what do you think of the Roman and Bray 2015 stuff, Jordan? I loved it. I thought, I thought they killed it. Um, it was good. Bray, Bray had a win over against Roman on pay-per-view. Roman got him back at hell in the cell. They had some cool tag team stuff with Dean Ambrose and Luke Harper in the, in between time. Um, it's definitely some meat on the bone to go back and visit it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think if you're Bray Wyatt, you got a lot of gripes with Roman. Like, they kind of came in at the same time with similar, uh, you know, pedigree and potential and everything. And obviously, their careers have taken different paths at this point. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'd be, I'd be down for it. I'm down for whatever Bray does, man. Like I said, I, I'm. I know a lot of people are kind of just over it, man. But I love Bray. I'm, I'm not really over it. I'm not it over it. I'm just. I'm always cautiously optimistic. Like I just, I don't even get disappointed anymore when it doesn't yeah. there's work been some, out. There's been some creative bricks for sure. Some of that probably Bray's doing some of that, just the creative team's doing, but I'm really excited to see who he goes after when he, when he comes back. Yeah. And you got, well, you got uh, like, uh, you're thinking of payback too coming up. And like you said, payback is the, is the beginning. At, it, it, payback yeah. is the beginning of that whole thing. He beat, he defeated uh, the fiend and, Braun Strowman, so yeah, I think it's I, I think he's making the return during that match, if anything. No. All right, Jordan, did you make a pick in this match? No, I didn't. Seth and Finn. Um, I, I think Finn is going to win also, and I, he definitely deserves it, man. That that dude has worked his ass off to get back to where he is, and I, yeah. I want to see him get a proper reign with the title too, dude. Finn is just I think people forgot how awesome Finn is in the ring and on the mic and everything. I just I love everything Finn does, so. Um, yeah, I the hope- fact that they made the Judgment Day happen really goes to show you, I think, because I mean, the Judgment Day had every opportunity to just be a freaking flop, straight up like um, 
oh my god, what was the what was the T bar? What was the name of their credit? Oh, retribution. Yeah, yeah it, it could have totally been like a, a less crazy retribution flop. Um, but they've made they made Judgment Day a thing. And I was convinced. You guys know I'm the biggest Seth Rollins fan in the world. That set down interview they did with Seth and Finn. Uh, that's when I was convinced, like, all right, it's time for Finn Balor to get this belt. Yeah, like I said, the quiet intensity, bro, that was awesome, man. Like, I kind of want to go back and watch that after we get done podding this, man. Like, Finn definitely was bringing the heat, that promo. Yeah, as far as the Bray stuff goes, I don't want him anywhere near either title, honestly. I would rather him go after Cody or Brock somewhere along those lines. I yeah, just, I think the title always makes it messy for but there, Bray. There's no reason for him to go after the title. Like, seriously, what is the 100%. reason? That's not what he's there for. Like, I don't I just, I've yeah. never got the, yeah, when he won it at Elimination Chamber, that was cool because he was still old Bray and it, it was fine and everything. But dude, the Fiend character, if that's what he comes, never should have had that it. was no. the stupidest thing ever. And the Bray, they hot shot it into it him, just, man. The Fiend's yeah. second match on pay-per-view was for the Universal Championship. And, I, and, it, yeah. and it didn't I mean, go over well. Like the, the red lights were part of it. I feel like that really took away a lot of things. The during, layout of the match was too. Yeah, Seth Rollins. It was too convoluted. Had, he hit like freaking 10. Seth Rollins had stops. just gotten back over. You know, Seth's kind of babyface run was fizzling because he yeah. did that stuff with him and Becky and people hated it. And then he beat Brock and got back, you know, red hot, got all of his heat back at SummerSlam. And then, yeah, they totally, you know, they made it. Bray just got on people's nerves. He was like, this is dumb. And it killed Seth because he hits this dude with his finisher 12 times and still yeah. can't get the pin. I yeah. think the, yeah, I, I think though, there's one match in his run at back as Fiend was uh, the Daniel Bryan match at Survivor Series a couple years ago. Um, yeah. That, I, match. that match was good. Like, Daniel Bryan definitely got a good match out of him. Bray can the have good. with Finn was awesome at SummerSlam, dude. Like the, his first match was was kick ass. Bray can have good matches. They just, dude, I just don't think they need to attach anything to it. Just let him wrestle. No, like, exactly. Yeah. It, to me, it just goes against his whole character yeah, and who he is. Like you know, he's like a man against the machine. You know, and I feel like when he has the title, I mean, that's like the symbol of the machine. You know, and it just doesn't make sense for him to to care about that or to want that. You know. Yeah, I don't see. I don't think. Uh, I think you guys are thinking. Of, uh, in it the wrong way. I think if he does have a few with uh, Roman, it's not going to be for the title. It's going to be more for like uh, just for revenge to like kind of like you know make you know Roman Roman's uh, life miserable essentially and kind of you know bring that back up. I think it's going to be more in that sense because if you think about it, the last few matches that Roman's had haven't been for the title. He doesn't have to have title matches at all. He can have a completely different storyline without the title even being involved with that at all. It could be. Something totally true, but it's the sense. it's been for like it's been family, you know what I mean? So like yeah. family. Fa- family, dom, dom style, Victoria. you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it really hasn't mattered. But if if I mean if you attach Roman to someone else, it needs to be like Bray, I don't think so. I think you could you go. I mean, with, yeah, with Bray. I mean we know that, but I just feel like as uh you know, at some point the title's gotta be defended, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we're not gonna have a five maybe month he, maybe, feud, and he maybe just he doesn't ever defend, defend the title. You ever yeah, think about that's that? true too. That's a, that's another yeah. thing. Very possible. I, I don't know. I think when Roman loses the loses the belt, he's gonna take a a nice little break. Yeah. He deserves it. A tribal vacation. A tribal vacation. <laughs> <laughs> the tribal um, council. All right, everybody's go, everybody's pulling for Finn. Um, we're gonna. We're not pulling for Finn. We're predicting. We're Finn. predicting fans. Yeah, still hoping Seth pulls it out. Right. So she said. Wow. Exactly. Well, he failed. Uh, <laughs> Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar 
in a straight up singles match. It should be pretty cool, man. The fact that they didn't tie a stipulation on this yeah. actually, it actually makes me more excited for the match because I feel like they're confident that they're going to be able to go out there and just yeah. tear the house down. Like yeah. we were all expecting this to end up being, you know, hell in the cell or maybe like bull rope match or something like that. I think they're going to tear it down. Um, obviously Cody's almost got to win, man. I'd be stunned if he lost. I'll say, you know, I know we've already, you know, t- beat the Bray drum to death. I think Bray comes back after this, though. I could see him coming back and attacking a celebrating Cody. Um, just because, you know, if, if Cody's still, you know, going to finish the story at WrestleMania, we still got a ways to go and he needs something to bide his time for the next few months. And yeah. there's a ton of different ways you can go with that, man. A whole oh, lot imagine of on imagine the, the psychological trauma yeah. they could pull up for Yeah, uh, Bray, Cody. Bray and Cody would be uh, really, really cool. Or, you know, Brock, man. I could see these guys putting on a banger. Cody leaves. Brock stands up to get a little bit of, uh, you know, ovation from the crowd. And we hit, you know, one of the classic Bray freaking sound drops and Bray comes back. That's been a feud that... They've, they've teased a little bit here and there um, over the years, but we've never really got the full-on Bray and Brock feud. So, yeah. I you know, I I don't want to take away from what I'm sure is going to be an awesome bell-to-bell match, but I'm just really intrigued and hopeful that we see Bray Wyatt make an appearance in this this whole deal. Yeah, same. All right. Um, yeah, you got Marco and Jordan's prediction? Yeah. On this um, one? I say Cody wins. Yeah, though. I was going about to ask what your prediction was. So, you're, you're saying Cody. I'm going to say Cody. Uh, Marco, what about you? Uh, Cody, definitely. Jordan? Yeah. I just think it makes the most sense for Cody to win. Brock does not need to win any more matches no. for the no. rest of his career, and he's still a made they're, man. So. Yeah, they I mean, he beat Omos at WrestleMania. He's good for like the next five years. <laughs> and it's like, that's at solid least. gold, dude. Maybe, that's like maybe, that's like maybe Hogan in the 80s. Yeah, maybe like 30 years. It's like beating Andre. <laughs> Jordan, you're, you're the Braymark, dude. Who would you rather him see? It? Would you rather see him go after Cody or go after Brock? I, I want to watch him and Cody go at it. I think Cody, that would, yeah. I cool. think that'd be awesome, man. And that's a so like I feel like Cody's matches need to be high profile, and I feel like wrestling Bray is a high profile match that doesn't need a title mm-hmm. attached to it. Obviously, like we've said, um, so I and really Cody, w- Cody is a super emotional being too. He's a really good actor. So I think Cody I, is a really yeah, really so good like actor, he would man. he would be the perfect like you know person to pit against Bray. Like I said, yeah. because Bray's really good about you know going for the jugular and bringing in the you know psychological stuff. So I think you know him and Cody would be excellent. Yeah, I agree. All right. In the main event, we have some tribal combat happening. Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship and the recognition of Tribal Chief. I just, Gonna as much as I would love to see it happen, it doesn't feel like we're there. I think Roman Roman wins again. Yeah. The, the, the show goes on. Yep. Yep. 100%. I think it's going to be a hell of a match, man. A hell of a match. These guys, their matches at um, at Night of Champions and at Hell in a Cell back in 2020 were both instant classics. Definitely the biggest match Jey Uso's ever had in his life. I know they're going to bring it. Do we see Jimmy? I think we see Jimmy. I think we see, might see Jimmy a little turn on Jay, dude. Maybe yeah, we can see Jimmy a, reunite with the bloodline, man. I was about man. to say that. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I don't see as much as I would love to see it. It'd be the perfect end of the story. I just, I can't, in my heart of hearts, I can't see Jey Uso walking out of SummerSlam with the belts. Yeah, same. Jordan? Man, I want to see it. I I really do. I think it'd be such a cool, I I think it'd be so cool to put a bow on this whole story with Jey winning the title. Oh, yeah. But, dude, the closer it's gotten, the more 
fearful I've been that there's no way it's happening. And I, I just, I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, I think it would be awesome for Jay to win the belt, career recognition, everything like that. But yeah, I just, I, I think they're just going to keep the Roman train rolling to WrestleMania. I mean, it is what it is. They've gone this far now. What's the point of stopping it? Yeah. Agreed. Marco. Yeah. I, I, yeah. If you remember a few weeks back, I was on the, uh, I was, I was thinking Jay might win, but uh, I'm on board with, uh, with Jordan on this one. Just as, as the weeks went by, it's just like, you, you want to, you want to pull for it and, you know, see it happen. But, yeah, I don't. I don't yeah, think it I mean, happens. it gives me goosebumps just thinking about what it would feel like, like how the crowd would just lose their freaking minds if Jey Uso defeated he, Roman Reigns, yeah. dude. I mean, the the roof would blow off that place, dude. Like it would be insane. Um, they could always pull like the the ninety seven Lex Luger thing. Like you know, Hollywood Hogan was in the middle of a a year plus long run with the title, and Lex Luger actually beat him for it, and then lost it back like a week later. You know, we could see Jay Jay could possibly win it and then lose it back at Payback. Um, it's, but yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like they've gone this far with Roman. I feel like they're, mm-hmm. I feel like it's still going to end up being Cody that takes the belt from him. Yeah, yeah, because it yeah. makes it less, it makes it less meaningful for the next person that you have in line to be like the legit lined up champion. If Jay, you know what I mean? If it's like a, a broken Roman championship, yeah. yeah, I think it's going. You want to be the first person to beat him one on one in those three years? Yeah, hundred percent. So, so, so that's the whole card. Where are you guys at from, you know, like a, a, a one to 10 on your overall hype meter for SummerSlam? I'm going to go with an eight. I'm pretty hyped for it. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a killer show. Like I said, it's just, it's nice. It's compact. Um, you know, there's, there's plenty of room for surprises with this card. Um, I'm here for it. I give it an eight. Yeah, I'll go same. I'll, I'll go 7.5, maybe a little bit less excited. There's, there's a few more matches I, I wouldn't mind seeing on the car. Like obviously KO's injured. I'd love to see a good tag team championship match. Yeah, but, we have uh, no tag teams, no yeah, think, uh, U.S. championship. Yeah, so definitely, you know, it feels like the card could be a little bit more robust. But what's there is going to be really entertaining, mm-hmm. and um, I'm just excited to see all the the twists and turns. So I'll go seven point five. Marco, um, I'm gonna go seven with that. I, I think with the uh, with the Becky and Trish being removed, that kind of Killed the momentum a little bit for me anyway, mm-hmm. making it you know, like we talked about earlier, having a longer uh, uh, card going in there. But, you know, it, it's it's a Triple H show, so more longer matches, more storytelling. Mm-hmm. That's, what, <laughs> that's what you have to usually go out for. So, yeah, seven. For Jordan? Me. I'm going to go a six just because wow. I, I feel like there should have been more stuff added to this card. Like, like I said earlier, it's one of the big four pay-per-views. This should always feel like a huge show. I just, I don't know, man, this one just has, for some reason outside of the main event, it, I just haven't got as excited for this card. I don't know why, but I just, I haven't, it's just, it, it's weird to me, but I don't know. I mean, historically, though, when we felt this way or when you, you know, when you yeah. get that kind of vibe where you're like, well, it should be better, dude. Some, half the time it freaking delivers, dude. Like you're less like, oh, damn, dude, I, I was not really hyped on this car, but, you know, it was an excellent show. And so I'm let's not hope saying that, it's not going to you know, be. It's just I, I don't know. Just like some of the matches on here. I have a side question, too, is the way they're using Austin Theory, because I hadn't I didn't think this guy was ever going to be world champion is is Seth starting to get a little bit nervous about his Austin Theory prediction about being? I think something happened backstage. He's definitely ice cold at this point, man. Mm-hmm. Despite being the the U.S. champ, it seems like he's almost like an afterthought. I don't know if he pissed somebody off, but I'm, I'm still holding. I'm holding my Austin Theory stock, but um, 
I, I'm definitely a little bit more sketchy than I was maybe coming out of coming out of WrestleMania or definitely coming out of SummerSlam last year. Yeah. Jordan, yeah. did you end up watching Great American Bash on Sunday? I did. What did you think? I know you've been – I've been trying to get you on the NXT 2.0 train, man. What were your thoughts on, on Great American Bash? So it was good. Um, I enjoyed the show. I was definitely sports entertained. I was texting Seth a little bit during the show. I don't know – I'm not saying the women's division is not good. I'm not saying they don't have good matches. There's just nobody in that division that just like stands out to me though. It's just like every, every person is the same. Like they have the same same level of competence, man. Yeah. I I say they're like, it's hard. Like if you had them all in a lineup, man, and and there, some of them got got a little bit of a gimmick going, but just there are a lot of them have really similar looks and, (laughs) and like ring styles. Like if you had them in a lineup, I'd be hard pressed to, you know, match the person with the name. And it's like, you know, I told you, it's just like a sameness, man. They got like a whole bunch of like, you know, B plus women's wrestlers in there, but nobody's really standing out. Right. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, man. It, it, it's weird for me. Like I, I do think NXT has some good talent in there. The The problem with NXT for me is I got so used to and spoiled with the black and gold brand. Like every show you knew was going to be an absolute banger, like from weekly to TV, to pay-per-views, to, to everything. It just, I don't know, man. It hasn't been the same it's since not the, that anymore. Since no. the takeovers ended, I just feel like NXT is. I'm not saying it's poorly booked because it's obviously booked properly. It's just, I don't know, man. There's just it, it, there's it's something totally different. Like, thing. It's it's just lacking to me. Like there's there's nothing that like stands out on these cards. And I love Carmelo. Like I, I when we did our draft, I, I drafted him because I think that guy has like the most potential in WWE. It's just I don't know, man. And I said the same thing about Braun, dude. I felt like he really took a dive at some point. I just, I don't know, man. I feel like they just get kind of stagnant in NXT now. It's it's weird. The old, the old NXT, like the black and gold, that was definitely, though, like your like wet dream version of wrestling, man. Like all yeah. the freaking all-stars from the indies and that like hardcore like indie style work rate, right? Like whereas like now, like these guys are like all straight up just performance center guys. Um, and there it's the, the WWE main roster style through and through, like it's very in ring, like bell to bell. It's very similar to what you see on Mondays and Friday nights. Yeah. Cause I mean, it even feels like when they call people up from NXT, it's kind of just like, Oh, this tag team is there. It, it doesn't really mean anything though. I mean, yeah, um, they don't do like the hyped up call-ups anymore with these two. No, now guys kind of just show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. It's just. I get it. Like Seth tells me all the time, like this show's booked so well. And I'm not saying it's not, it's just, it's not as exciting as it used to be. And I'm not saying it should be. It's just, it's, it's, it's not the bar too high for NXT. And yeah. then it just, Black I mean, it's not that it's the best dude, especially yeah. like go back and watch like 2017, 2008, like go back and watch that 2018 Philadelphia takeover where you mm-hmm. had the, the street fight between Adam Cole and Aleister Black. And then you follow that up with that Johnny Gargano, uh, Andrade Almas match. Oh, yeah. yeah and with yeah, Chompa's yeah. return at the end. Yeah. Like, yeah, just insanity, dude. I think they know it, too, because they keep bringing guys from the main roster down to show up on random NXT shows because they need more star power they on that show. That was not a thing the freaking North American champ, yeah, man. Like, Judgment Day's been all over NXT yeah, the last Roll- month. Rollins wrestled on that show twice. Like, I just, I don't know, man. I just, I feel like there's something lacking. I don't know what it is, but I don't know. It's just, it's weird now. But yeah, it was a good show. All right. Do we got some listener mail, Sheen? Oh, yeah. All 
All right. Keeping the uh, 50 Cent theme going. Marco's going to be rocking after that on uh, (laughs) Thursday. Yeah. Our buddy Johnny JB gave us a great transitional question from our NXT talk. He says, Karrion Cross was a beast in NXT before being released. Do you think he can regain that dominance or have the powers that be, uh, or have the powers that be given up on him? To me, Karrion Cross has been dead in the water ever since Adam Cole roasted him on the mic. Yep. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, this is probably a hot take. I don't think he was really ever a beast in NXT either. I mean, that's that's for me anyway. I wasn't really big on him. I mean, you're right. He didn't have like the... I don't the it factor. I mean, no, no. Wait, I take that back. He had the it factor. He had all the all of the bells and whistles, like Michael or not Michael Cole. Adam Animal. Cole said, "Michael had, Cole, Michael baby. Cole, baby." <laughs> he had all the bells and whistles, the entrance, the girl, the smoke, the music, yeah. all of it. But he, they had to do all that just to make him feel yeah, special. All yeah. they had to do for Adam Cole was ring, ring the bell, ring the damn bell. You get sometimes you just um, gotta say Vince is right. Sometimes you just gotta go. Vince is right. <laughs> I always That's thought all. Scarlett was the star of that act anyways, yeah. man. I thought Scarlett was the, the moneymaker, dude. If, yeah, if he didn't have Scarlett, the I whole, it was the whole like thing a, uh, been... It was like a Sable, Wild Man, Mark Merrow type situation. Hold on. Yeah. I still thought Karrion Cross was salvageable until Vince put him in dominatrix gear, and then that just completely shit him down the leg. Like, that was the end yeah. of anything. And now he grew out hair, which now makes it hair. ten times worse. Yeah, he, he, he looks kind of like psychotic with, you know, being bald and but stuff. He, no, no shade to bald people. Yeah. I'm just saying Karrion cross specifically um but uh yeah the, the the hair looks like a toupee just it's not the same but dude. even so even now I'm like, saying no they give him his regular gimmick and still not getting over so well, what does that tell you that I, I feel like that kind of gimmick is more suited for a, a brand like NXT. nxt i think yeah. just sending back to nxt 2.0 they're missing a guy like that man yeah. like so let him go back to nxt for 100 i feel like that that gimmick has has room to shine there whereas like everything's some, a big some of those yeah some gimmicks like that sometimes they work better in like a smaller venue mm-hmm. than in you know in front of fifteen thousand people on raw yeah hot take yep. wwe wanted scarlet back and they had to bring back carrie in with her that was the only <laughs> way she would go back that's yeah. right true all right sambro says what's a fantasy line akin to the monster zombie mutant lines you'd like to see mattel do for wwe this is a good question because we actually just got really hardcore back into yeah we almost um, got the whole zombies clicks put together and we got all the mutants so yeah uh, you know these were figures that were hating on at the time but i think looking back they're really really neat i wish they just bring back the zombies man that's what i said do more zombies. zombies figures are fucking awesome dude give they're us a, so cool. give us another run of zombies i'll be all over it this time 100%. I'm here for for more zombies. Um the mutants are pretty cool too, man. The the actual the, like the actual figures, they have so much detail and so many like, you know, Just little touches and touches. Things, yeah. yeah. I feel oh. like that but you got to kind of have like a gimmick for those. If like the zombies, you can make anybody a zombie. Oh yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um what about you guys? Any any creative um any creative lines you'd like to see come out? I think they should do a Mortal Kombat WWE crossover. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Like, I, I think that would really hit. I just, I feel like every time they do a crossover, it works and they give it up on it too soon. Like the Ghostbusters line was cool. The Turtles yeah. line was sweet. Master of the Universe was sweet. They just give up on them too soon. Well, yeah, I remember my idea on the Ghostbusters. They should have made, because, you know, we had the Undertakers, that like purple demon yeah. thing. I said we needed Nia Jax as Stay Puff. Oh, my <laughs> Oh, I remember God. that. I remember that take. Yeah, I yeah. remember that take. Jeez. Um, 
well, the thing about the things like turtles and Ghostbusters, it's really limited as to how far you can go because the main there's only like four main characters. Yeah, but there's mean? like a hundred villains in all those in like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They could have done a ton very of stuff. true, well, very th- true. I think there's gonna be a crossover with Hasbro at some point because uh, if you've seen uh, during the uh, during SDCC, uh, Bill Bill was with. Uh, the uh, some of the Hasbro creators, they were they they kind of like invade fake, you know, quote invaded the uh, um, Mattel booth. So, but I and I also read this there may be some like some some type of like crossover happening. Yeah, with they Mattel signed that deal Hasbro. earlier this year where they can share some of their IP. It was never explicitly stated if WWE was a part of that, but yeah, you could do like um, Marvel, Marvel's do on like Hasbro, some GI so. Joe, WWE stuff. Do like yeah. go back to the old Stomp can, line by Jax. Yeah, Marvel. Yeah, you could do like superhero um, WWE superhero. Line. That's a, a good yeah. Superheroes would be cool, like straight up, like you know, like Marvel and DC like Captain America and stuff. Have like John yeah. Cena as Captain America, like mm-hmm. you know, freaking. That would be a cool line because there's, I mean, there's plenty of superheroes to go around, um, and it would really be. I think it'd be really well received by kids too for superheroes and, and WWE superstars. So, yeah. all right. Samber also says on the turnbuckle debate from a few weeks ago, the question was asked, does size matter in wrestling? What do y'all think? I don't think their size necessarily matters, but I do feel like their conditioning and physique matters. Size matters. Does size matter? <laughs> yes. It's the motion um, in the ocean, right? It's the motion in the ocean, kid. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you guys know I've been a, a defender of Adam Cole on this, on this <laughs> podcast in the past when you guys have just absolutely annihilated him for being too small. Um, I think it's unfortunate. I'm the reality is is that size does matter in you know in certain situations. I mean, it does <laughs> in, in wrestling specifically, it does matter. Um, but uh, she's not wrong. Yeah. I love how Sheena took this question. It's true. I, I mean, just let yeah. Sheena run I hate to be—I hate to be a size queen, you yeah, know. But I'm a size uh, queen in wrestling, dude. No, size definitely <laughs> wow. Size definitely we'll doesn't matter. Stack to the table. No, it's true. Yeah. Like you know, no, I think you can be—you can be short like Adam Cole, but you no. can't be short and skinny like him. Like, dude, like Taz. So Taz yeah. was shorter than Adam Cole is back in the day, but Taz was a fucking badass. Like, there was never any match where like. I was like, oh, Taz is too small. He's going to get wreck- wrecked by this guy, dude. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's the combination of like the height and the, yeah, you know, weight that there's like a, a threshold you can go. I feel like Daniel Bryan's kind of like the bottom half of it, but I feel like Daniel Bryan even has always been a little bit like more bulky than, than yeah. Adam Cole. Yeah. 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 Daniel Bryan is definitely more bulky than it's, Adam Cole. Adam Cole is very wafy. Like yeah. he's, you know, he's lean and he's, Frail. you know, he's muscly, but yeah, he's just, yeah, he's just very lean and his legs are super small and he wears an oversized jacket, which accentuates the, you know, the Gotta smallness. Gotta get a better fitting entrance jacket, dude. Yeah, That's the entrance cute. jacket is a repug. Um, yeah, it's, it's better. But yeah, I don't. And I mean, physique, I mean, I guess that's all in the eye of the beholder. I feel like, you know, like a guy like, um, you know, Keith Lee and Kevin Owens, I mean, they're definitely championship material and their physique is different than what you would consider like a body guy. You know, they're just fucking shit kickers. Um, I love Adam Cole, but yeah, like his, I felt like, you know, he's awesome in NXT, awesome some like Ring of Honor. I don't see him as like a main roster world champ. Yeah, I see like with, with, with size, it's not really like, for me, it's not physique. Like muscles, it's more or less like the like the differences, like in the height and stuff like that. Like I'm not believing. Obviously, it's wrestling, so he, obviously it's not real. But like I'm not believing Adam Cole is going to be like a psycho Sid in a match. Like that, yeah, it's just the believability. Like, just, right? like, like the believability is not there. Like he's going to 
wring his neck and it's going to be a squash match. Like, I don't, I don't, it's, that's where size matters to me anyway, when it comes to like the actual like height and stuff, like not really yeah. the muscles or anything like that. Who's been the smallest champ in recent history? I mean, Adam Cole was an NXT champ. He's pretty small for main roster. Yeah. Daniel Bryan was WWE champ. But like I said, I feel like Daniel Bryan still acceptable. He has like a bulkiness to him. Like he has like, yeah. kind of, he yeah. has kind of size in his, in a sense when he faced Brock Lesnar. And, he's, and, he, and yeah, the way but he's, he moves, he's got power behind his strikes yeah. and yes. stuff, man. He does look powerful. Adam Cole, I don't think Adam Cole really has that. Man. He looks like yeah. he'll like snap a leg if he goes to like, you know. Exactly. Like Daniel Bryan, if you look at him, he's like stocky all the way down. Yeah. Like his legs are thick. His waist is he's thick. He's the smallest one WWE's had in the last 10 years yeah so. Jeez. um yeah i uh yeah like if adam cole like let's say he ends up beating mjf for the championship like if i'm fucking brian cage somebody like that like i'm showing up to dynamite the next you know the next wednesday night and be like here give me a match and i'll <laughs> yeah. break the student half. yeah um Sam also says what are y'all's opinions on selling figures in facebook groups should there be rules on what you can charge for a figure and i think this is i, I saw this kind of going down in another facebook group where oh, somebody yeah. this has been happening you know, a lot a lot as of recently i'm um, all about free market man yeah the figures worth with somebody will pay for somebody it. um posted a figure and it, they posted like 35 dollars, and then somebody they were in the comments going you know i think the, one of the moderators or something was like i think you mean 30 dollars you know and just really kind of like calling him out and Bro, like shipping's going where, up dude yeah. with this new fucking we talked about this i think on pod warriors man the usps ground advantage it's a lot more expensive to send those the the cheapest level of shipments is now like a dollar more expensive pretty much across the board like i don't know i don't sweat it man obviously the cool thing to do we're you know it's in the foley fan face group you know we're amongst friends cool thing to do is go retail uh you know plus shipping and you know if you want to throw a dollar or two in for for gas and time that's cool too and for the most part that's what everybody does uh, but I've, I'm not like coming off the top rope on somebody if they want to get an extra, you know, 10, 20 bucks off a, off a figure. Yeah. And I think if, people, right. if, yeah, if nobody wants to buy it, then nobody's going to buy it. I think, you know, I don't think someone should be shunned, though, just for trying to make a little bit more money. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I think if you're if you're ripe to be gouged, you're ripe to be gouged. You know what I mean? Like, I think if you're if you I mean, <laughs> no, I'm just saying I, I don't were dressed like that. Nobody in our group I, like <laughs> says that we have a we have a really good group of people who just get out there and we're hunting anyway. So we're looking for stuff for our for our Foley fam. This group is a much larger group. I'm not going to call them out by name. I'm sure I mean, you can it's a major pod group. Like, well, I'm just saying, I don't want to like, I'm not say, yeah, say that just, name. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't want to freaking, you know, <laughs> I mean, it was, I mean that's just the thing. I mean, and they're totally cool. Like if, if that's established, I, I don't got any problem if I was in a figure group and they said, you know, one of the rules is, Hey, it's retail plus shipping on recent releases. That's cool too. But I'm just not, I'm kind of cool to just let people do what they want to do and let the market decide, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, something's worth what somebody will pay for it. Right. Yeah. Well, I, like I, what I was saying is just, there's a lot more people in there. So it's a lot, you're opening yourself up to a lot more just like randos and like, yeah, you know, they probably need a little bit stuff. more regulation than, than we do in ours. A little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, exactly. I feel like we have a, a we're going to remember if somebody, you could, you could be an asshole in that group and people probably forget about the next day in our group. If somebody does something like crazy, like it's going to stick. People will remember it for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, one, people don't do crazy stuff in our group. True. But two, if, you know, if that happened, yeah, it would be, it would be memorable. But yeah, I agree with Seth. I don't think people should be policing what people are trying to charge for figures. Again, if somebody's going to pay it, then, you know, that's just, again, that's just a freaking free market. I mean, then the, the, the figures are like 23 bucks now, right? Like retail nope. plus, <laughs> plus tax. Tax in Tennessee is like almost 10%. Plus dude, tax, so. dude. And there's a cost on people's time, dude. Like straight up, man. If I'm spending, 
<laughs> I mean, Seth spends I, I an inordinate amount of time doing shipments. Too, yeah, yeah. The time you spend doing the shipments, the time you spend going out and getting these figures. So again, I I'm cool with just doing retail if I find something for somebody, but I don't hold it against somebody if you know they want to. They want to freaking charge a little something, something for it. Yeah, everybody yeah. remember that while I'm driving all over town finding your fucking figures. <laughs> dude, exactly. Dude, I have had people try to lowball me on figures, and I'm like, dude, that's not even enough to cover the actual figure. Like, yeah, I, I don't, you think no, I'm doing I don't want charity anybody, work? Exactly. I don't want anybody going in the negative hunting figures, dude. That's not cool. It's not what we're here for. I don't. I mean, I think it is weird when it's like, you know, well, gas plus this. If you're already out hunting... Then I mean we're already all in Targets and WalMarts and shit, and then we're going to look for stuff for ourselves, right? So you know, here's the I other think thing: why does everybody feel like they need to comment on every post? Like, dude, if you don't want it or you don't want to pay that much, move the fuck on. Who gives it. a shit, dude? Yeah, like yeah. somebody yeah. else might be thrilled. Dude. There tr- may be somebody yeah. who's like, yo, I'll fucking, you know, the thing I always say if I'm about to spend like a premium on a figure, like on if it's something that's like out but it's just tough to find. And I see it on eBay, like let's say it's, you know, some elite or, you know, AEW figure that's on eBay for 40 bucks. I'll ask myself, if I knew for a fact it was at my Walmart five minutes away and I could spend 40 bucks and go get it, would I go? And usually, you know, if the answer is yes, then fuck it, I'll buy it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just, and if you don't want to buy it, that's cool too. And you have to put a price on your time going and hunting and finding figures. Cause like how many times have you gone into a Walmart or a Target and you don't, you don't find anything, right? Like you go specifically to do figure hunting and you don't find anything. So that, I mean, again, that's a, you're putting a premium on your own time, not having to go out and search and hunt and drive. And, you know, now we live a little bit out in the country before we were close to targets. Like we could pop over and be at a target in like five minutes. I mean, it's like a good 25, 30 minute drive to a target. Just to check a target. Just to check a target. Yeah. So not finding um, figures. What's that like? <laughs> I know wow. Jordan, Jordan wouldn't know. Um, who's had the best mullet in wrestling? I'm gonna go with Rick Rude. I love Rick Rude's mullet. Uh, you, when I think wrestling mullet, I think like 1994, 1995, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, his is yeah. beautiful. I, I just like the super curly, dude. I like the, you know, the really curly, highly, highly gelled styled mullet. Shawn Michaels was a little bit more just kind of unruly, kind of wild child rocker mullet, you know? Yeah. Rick Rude's almost, I don't even know if, I gotta look, man. I don't even know if I really define Rick Rude's as a mullet, man. Like yeah, he, had, no, no, he had a mullet no, in like yeah, 88. Yeah, right. He's right. 89, he kind of had a mullet when he straightened out, but I feel like when he was first coming out, he kind of just had like a white boy fro. Bro, look at look at that mullet. That's not a mullet. That's just yes, long curly is. hair. No, look at... Dude. Hold on. Look at this. That, you guys that's not a mullet? Why that's guys, not a mullet. While you guys are arguing, Eddie Guerrero and uh, oh, Mike yeah, Awesome had yeah, like two of the best yeah. mullets ever, 97 too. Eddie Guerrero, yeah, for sure. I don't know. I don't really... I, I look at that as more as like long curly hair. Bro, I... Do a mullet. No, look, the sides are way shorter. It's not like it's like long all I'm over. Telling you, dude, I'm not saying you could... It, look it at might, this. It's my... Now, that's more of a mullet right there, but... That's not don't the first thing. I just don't think Rick Rude's got the best mullet ever, man. I no, don't. but I, that, which is fine. But you're telling me Rick Rude didn't have a mullet, which is just uh, absolutely he nonsense. Had, he had like a loose form of a mullet. There's, I don't think he had the there's a WWE post from 2012 on WWE, and it does not list Rick Rude as one of the best mullets in WWE yeah, history. No, you, got, you got to think like Tatanka. Oh, Tatanka had a Tatanka pretty had good, a good mullet. One, yeah, um, the Brian Knobs from the Nasty Boys. 
had a pretty yeah. decent mullet. Those are all, but dude, Rick Rude had like a sexy, like oh. you know, like mullet. I feel like you're Hardy these Gennetti. are all, all the mullets. Rick Rude had long blonde hair. All the all the mullets that you guys are describing, it's the same thing. I just, I just went through this in the mullet competition with Brett, dude. The like the super extreme, like wild child, like shaven on the sides, like mohawk mullets and shit. Yes, you remember those just because they're like crazy hairstyles, but like an everyday wearable, like good looking well-maintained mullet, I think is, you know, there's a lot to be said about that. Ricky Morton had a nice one too. Oh yeah. The mm-hmm. Beverly brothers too. They had pretty decent mullets. Yeah. Brutus right, and Barber Beefcake. I, I, I want to know, I want to know uh, from the, yeah, Brutus, Brutus had a, a mullet. <laughs> um, I want to know from the Foley fam, if you guys, I want you to weigh in and say if Rick Rude had a mullet. Hey, what about not. Luna Vachon? Luna had a Ooh, good one. Luna had a pretty damn good mullet. Yeah. The femme mullet. It was the yeah the fem mullet the too. most violent of all mullets the fem mullet. <laughs> <laughs> Would you guys prefer if basics just had fists instead of only C grips? Mm. Hard to pretend someone's open hand punching, but I feel like it's uh, kids could just hold their chair uh, could just hold the chair next to the fist instead. I I like one of each. I, I take a fist and a. I C bet grip. you would take a fist. I bet you would a fist <laughs> and a C grip. If I had the fist C grip combo. If I had to pick though, I think I go C grips over fist. <laughs> <laughs> the double double sea grip yeah. <laughs> yeah going skiing <laughs> all right degenerates, degenerates. um oh, tnt with Rhonda facing Shayna. who is the face and who is the heel and the this? heel is whoever decided to make it a fucking mma rules match yeah <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, Ronda's the heel. I think Ronda. people. I think the people are behind Shayna, even yeah. though even though Shayna's the more like heel. I think um, you know she's a she's a beloved heel. I think people are over Ronda more than anything. Yeah, yeah. Zach Hertzler, favorite SummerSlam. Ninety two, yeah. SummerSlam ninety is an honorable mention. <sighs> anybody? Anybody got any other I'm SummerSlams? Go, I'm going two thousand twenty two because we were there. That's right. That was a good, you know what? That was a good ass show. Dude. That's right. Freaking Farmer Brock, Brock came down with a freaking slap, dude, when you know tractor the ring. The ring. People up. people were shitting on you know and one more Roman and Brock match, but I think that was right there with their WrestleMania 31 for the the yeah. best one at all the times they fought. Damn. And it was just an epic. Like Nashville was just a great wrestling city. I think. I think it. Was I was just, really hoping they were going to go back this year, man. Yeah. I was kind of bummed that they didn't go back for SummerSlam this year. And it's not even. Is it going to be? Uh, where's it going to be next year? They haven't said yet. Oh. They may be back. I know they had talked a lot about it being in SummerSlam again this year. Marco, do you have a favorite for SummerSlam? Man, I actually, I mean, I just watched recently SummerSlam 88, so I'm going to go with SummerSlam 88. You had... Uh, the Mega Powers versus the Mega Bucks. Yeah, well, I mean, you had like, you had, you had JYD out there, um, and then, you know, uh, inadvertently, you know, Jake the Snake made him lose. The match, obviously disqualification, and then obviously Jake Desnay came back out and had a match again. It was a, I, I liked it. It was a, uh, it yeah, was Warrior a, winning the uh, the championship there. Warrior, also. yep, he had the uh, the impromptu uh, match. We honky tonk, bring anyone down. I don't care. I don't care who it is. And then you know gets his ass kicked. Like Real quick, I wanted to shout out because uh, I didn't even say who sent in those last questions. It was our buddy TNT Tyson Neil Trevino sent in the Ronda Shayna question and Zach Hertzler, a mainstay in the Foley fam. You did a good job. You said both of them. The coffee's yeah. hitting. <laughs> the coffee's getting. Thanks me again, up. Zach, for hooking us up with that uh, the the WWE 60th anniversary four pack. 
Randy Smith, where does the collection end? If the Mattel line ends, do you go back and collect ones that you didn't get? Do you start over with a new wrestling line? How much is too much? We've talked about this a little bit on the only show. Only I'd start over is if the if the scale was extremely if the scale stayed the same as like the Elite AEW scale, um, I would uh, I'd keep it going. But if I'm like a from a businessman, I think I'm making a brand new scale. If I if I get the WWE license, that's how you can remake all the same fucking figures and sell them again. Yeah. Um, if the scale changes, I'm out, dude. That, that's where yeah. I'm at with it. I mean, the, I'll I mean, probably just do, keep, do you just keep the collection you have, or do you go? Do you because we we used to have. I mean, we sell figures all the time now because we're not completionists. So what what do you do? I think I'd probably just keep it, man. I'd keep it and maybe still add customs here and there to accentuate it and. Just keep, you know, doing what I've been doing, going back and getting older figures. Jordan, sounds, what, what are you doing? Sounds great. Yep, that's what I'm doing. Yep. Sounds sounds great. He's gonna follow my lead. <laughs> yeah. All right, <laughs> Marco, are you are you out if uh, if Mattel loses the the license? Uh, yeah, I think so. Especially if the, uh, like you said, the scales off, um, I can't imagine starting a new, yeah, it, it's just, that's it's gonna be too much. fucking day yeah. until if, when Mattel loses the license, they're remaking, yeah. they're remaking their figures anyway. So it doesn't even, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't I know, matter. Yeah. Also, I know <laughs> Seth didn't just say, follow his lead after I had to talk him out of collecting, uh, classic superstars and go to elites. <laughs> like I oh, know dude, Seth ain't what? talking. Oh no! Jordan yeah. has been a huge influence on my figure collecting. I'll give him. I know. Think about sure. think about all those uh, figures that you paid so much for, and we saw them all at WrestleMania 31. But you weren't even collecting elites at that time. Uh, there was like the, all the we were at WrestleCon and all those. Upsetting. Uh, you know. Yeah, you always are, pay the WrestleCon premium though. It's probably for the best. Yeah, how about, you can find shit way how cheap about the time that me and Sheena walked past a table of 400 of those pink <laughs> Macho Mans? Shut up, dude. I that's I have like super. Buyers are, are no, that's, you know, <laughs> that's like PTSD every time I think about it and see the prices on eBay. I'm like, oh my god, pink. What, what were we thinking? Is it what were we thinking? It was a Macho Man Funko. Um, it was the Funko pink Pop, Funko. Dude. Oh, it was the pink Funko. It was exclusive Damn. to WrestleMania. That's the only place they sold it. And me was and Sheena, super and me and Sheena were both collecting Funkos. And, and for, we were both hardcore into Funko Pops. Yeah. And for we're idiots, and for you already spent a shitload of money at WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, and you, and you always think, yeah, you just think like, oh, I'm going to be able to find this. You know what I mean? Like, Damn. it's just, yeah. It bad. Speaking of PTSD, man, Chief J's back home. Chief J Strong yeah, is we, back in the uh, figure this collection. This is the first show we've done, courtesy since, of the since, Mad uh, Reaper. Yeah, so it took a little over a year, but Chief J is back, safe and sound in the collection where he belongs. So. Yeah, and he's better than ever, to be honest. He does look yeah, incredible. he looks incredible. The Mad Reaper is a freaking artist. La- yeah, Lane is a is a, just a freaking magician, dude. I don't know, I don't know how he does it, but he's incredible. Sam Rosenthal is Jordan the best figure finder, MVP of the group. Yeah, I'd say so. Undisputed. Yeah, yeah. you have to. One hundred percent. Sam also says, "What is your favorite stipulation match?" Side note: I wish these matches were saved for running feuds and not just randomly made. Jordan, what's your favorite stip match? Ladder match by far. It, I, I feel yeah, like I when they do a good ladder, ladder match. match, there's just nothing that beats it. Yeah, yeah, it is exciting, dude. Like anytime you just see somebody just take a nice tall fall and then they like land on another ladder, like it's just. Ugh. It's yeah. kind of starting to get annoying, though, that they don't do very many singles ladders matches anymore. It's always got to be like a four-way or an yeah. eight-way. Like, dude, yeah. can we just get like some yeah. single ladder matches again? I love those matches. Right. They, do we not uh, do TLC? We don't do TLC anymore. No, it's not is a that a thing? It's not a thing, Tri- yeah. Triple H has gone away from the gimmick matches as the basis for pay-per-view. Yeah. I love a good one-on-one, man. This um, 
obviously, you know, Sean and Razor from way back in the day, WrestleMania 10, and their rematch, SummerSlam 95. Seth and Dean had a great one at Money in the Bank 2015. It's just, it's a really good blow off to a feud, man. It's a lot of emotion. Um, if you want like a more like low key one, it wasn't like a main event level match. Dolph Ziggler and Luke Harper from TLC 2014. That's, That's a, a fucking match. badass yeah. 10 minute ladder match. Uh, yeah, I'm with you, dude. The one on one ladder match, you can get a ton of drama going. Uh, and it's just, it's different, man. Cause you get like some ebbs and flows, right? With the, the Money in the Bank style matches, they're fun, but it's just like, it's just fucking constant car crash, right? You kind of become numb to it after a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The one on one ones are really, really cool. My favorite, man, it's a nostalgia one, dude. I miss the, the old school big blue cage, man. Like I feel like the cage matches back in the eighties and nineties would always be so hype, man. Now the cage is almost like passe cause there's so many other like crazy violent matches, but I love the good old school cage match. It's a good one. All right. Um, pull my mail back up here. Sam says, have any of you watched WOW? Supposedly it's doing, um, and that's Women of Wrestling, I'm assuming. I have not. Supposedly it's doing 300 and 400K in ratings. To be honest, I didn't even know that it was like regularly on the air. I remember reading about when it was starting up because AJ Lee was involved with it, but I didn't even know that it was like an actual thing. Yeah, he said, no idea. I feel like nobody talks about it. Somebody's watching it. What's... What is this on? I've never even heard of this. I it's thought like this a, was like a World of Warcraft a question. Promotion. Yeah, like I said, I, I remember hearing about the startup just because AJ Lee was going to be involved, but I did not know it was going to be on the air or anything. They, they just took over Brandy's heels. They did? No. Oh. <laughs> what is it on? Hey, let's see real quick. Oh, it's on CW. <laughs> yeah, it's on um, oh, CW. It's with CW. The, like, the Wayans Brothers and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the Wayans Brothers. Wow. Throwback. Um. Yeah, I do not watch it. Have not watched it, but I'll um, give it a run. Yeah, you know Jordan is the women's wrestling aficionado, so you turn you turned him on to something. Sam Rosenthal, are UK wrestlers just built different? Every match Tyler Bate, Dragonoff, and Pete Dunn um, are are in is just a banger. And then Philip, our Uncle Phil Dunn, it says uh, it's just people from the UK in general. <laughs> it's, 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 I think they definitely got a way of training them that it's very like it's based in realism, man. It's, it's uh, yeah, it just looks like a it looks like a real athletic competition, and they're trying to beat the guy and get the victory. It's not as much about the showmanship and stuff. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's definitely definitely something to that British style. I'm a big fan. I loved NXT UK. Mm-hmm. I was bummed when they closed that down. Yeah, it's British British strong style is a uh, very prevalent. With uh, with yeah. all those guys, yeah, it's a. I mean, they don't like say it, like obviously in, in commentary, but that's pretty much what it is. That's why they wrestle like that. That style of uh, wrestling. It's because those yeah. blokes are always all liquored up. I think I was going to yeah. say. I think they're just. I think yeah. I think every you know portrayal of. I mean, mm. every portrayal of, like people from the UK that I see is yeah. They're just like tough, like roughneck drunks. Pint. Yeah, they're getting a pint, dude. Just drinking it in the middle of the fucking day. You know what I mean? And like it's just. Fish and chips. Sorry, that's supposed to resemble a bar fight. That's why I yeah. picture exactly. Phil Philip as a is just like a just a dude, just like you know, a roughneck, just yeah, a just rough out there cracking like, heads, just beating people up in uh in pubs. That's what he does. Like he that. has to shake people down for the uh for the pick picks. You know what I mean? He's, <laughs> oh yeah, he's coming I've, into your he's coming into your inbox cracking knuckles. Yeah, Francis Marino never saw a card. He felt he the need to pick on time. <laughs> Phil can pick any one of his choosing in the UK, and me and Seth are still taking him down to proper ass kicking from the US. Oh, yeah, for sure, baby. Like a revolutionary war all over again. He, he wants to fight you. He actually wants to fight you if you like put him in early, too. Never mind late. Yeah. If it's too early, it's like, what the hell are you doing? It's like, what do you mean? 
Marco's starting to get his picks in early. He got he got shook down too many times by Phil in past seasons, so and now he's getting his picks well, in too Andy's, early. And he's still mad that I'm putting him in early, so I don't, I, don't, I can't win with that. Phil doesn't even guy. shake me down anymore. He knows mine are coming like an hour before the deadline every week. <laughs> That's me. I, I just like, I put mine right into the freaking spreadsheet now. I'm just like, you know, pumping them in. Uh, Johnny JB, with Samoa Joe acting in Twisted Metal, what other wrestlers can you see taking a role in the current series? in hollywood that show is really good by the way we finished it last night it is really good yeah i got it on the list to watch officially i can see i mean he's a little high profile right now in wrestling but i can see seth rollins doing something in um rollins is in the new captain america 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 oh that's right yeah you're right caution yeah everybody could see him doing it you're right this summer (laughs) yeah I think even in like a series, like uh, like who, what, what wrestler could you see? Like, so he's not going to be quite as good as Rollins. Just like a, you can be in a TV series, maybe yeah, a, yeah. Recurring, a recurring, not role. A, yeah, not a blockbuster film. Yeah, who would be um, a good, good recurring role? They need to remake Thunder in Paradise, but set in like the Samoan Islands with the whole like bloodline, oh, like running the show, God. dude. Like <laughs> you got fucking Roman is like you know Hulk Hogan's role. You got like Alpha and Sika like running a tiki bar on the beach. Kishi shows up every once in a while. Wow. Like, yeah, let's get let's get the Samoan version of Thunder we'll and bring Paradise. Back, yeah, A Team. You can bring back the A Team and throw uh, throw one of those guys in there as a uh, recurring character. Yeah, well, Cody. We already said he's you know he's got good acting chops. He'll probably be in some sort of a Drama. show after after he wins his world title and you know is cooling down from his world title run. I can see him doing some some Hollywood business. Like, no? He's too much of a cornball. I see Cody being in like a Hallmark movie. He's like the, yeah, he's, like right. the he's like the hometown bartender and like, you know, the girl from the big city comes back home to rediscover the spirit of Christmas. And then Brandy's going to come <laughs> and say, who the hell told you tonight was over my, my bitch? I can see him doing like a, uh, like a, a law and order type of type of deal cody Rhodes, yeah like a detective like you know <laughs> qu- dun, dun. <laughs> yeah detective Rhodes here <laughs> questioning people doing the facial expressions like 100 percent. yeah he would be interviewing somebody like you know in the little interrogation room um i could i get 100 percent see that happening his lisp is really going to take it over the top too oh boy oh they're gonna yeah oh, or they'll, they'll just edit that out hollywood's got ways um, Zach Hertzler wants to know what food are you craving that you haven't had in a while? It's definitely for me. It's it's a good like giant container of poke, dude. Yeah, I always go back to my Hawaiian foods because pretty much everything else on the mainland, if I'm able to track down or at least get a pretty good uh, copy of it. So I, the two things: one, the poke, like Sheena said, just the fresh, um, you know, the fresh sushi. Uh, style fish um, over some some rice, and then at Iable in uh, Hawaii, they oh, yeah. had the Coca Cola turkey sandwich. It's a a turkey breast sandwich they get with like chunks of um, like roasted turkey breast, and it's soaked in Coca Cola overnight, and it just gives us this crazy flavor. It makes it super tender. It was like the best sandwich ever. So. From, it was from a bowling alley, too. yeah. From yeah. A bowling, I, well, it's I so yeah, it's a bowling alley, but this bowling alley it's is known for like yeah. it's. It's food and stuff like yeah, Guy Fieri. Like a concession stand. Yeah, Guy Fieri went there when they did diners, dive-ins, and drives dive-ins, dive-ins, whatever drives. it's called. He took it to Flavor Town and he went to Iable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I also miss. I also miss. Like we've made homemade spam masubis and they're pretty damn good, dude. Like straight up. But I, there is nothing better than a uh, a spam masubi that's been sitting in a little hot tray yeah, from Seven Eleven inside oh, the yeah. little cellophane wrapper yeah, for dude. a few hours. Yeah, it's, dude. dude, it's so good, man. That was like, one of my favorite things I ate the whole time I was in Hawaii. 
This yeah. is when I would like, I would always get a couple of those to take one of you for take like fishing, a snack yeah. when I'd go fishing. And sometimes I'd forget about one to like the next day. So if it's like a day to like, you know, 24 hours of dry aging oh, and stuff, yeah. dude, it's just God. on point, man. Dude, I mean, dude, spam has so many preservatives. You could leave that shit out for a week. Yeah. And by the, it, yeah when you let it set for that long, like all the grease and fat, whatever chemicals are in the spam, the yeah, it's all just soaked down the rice. The rice gets a little bit crispy. Like, yeah, it's just on point, man. Yeah. If you ever, any of you, if any of our listeners ever uh, make their way to the islands, definitely hit up 7-11 hit up 7-11 you're gonna think crazy food options yeah you're gonna think like you know it's it's not like mainland 7-11 no. dude like it's it's just a whole different experience uh and they're all kind of like little rundown like you know they're they're totally um unassuming you're not gonna it's not like a wawa or a bucky's or a sheets or anything where you're just like wow it's literally just like a little old 7-11 parked in the middle of a freaking you know between a strip mall and you know a rundown building but uh, yeah, they got banging masubis and like all kinds of just Asian cuisines. Oh, so good. Seth took me to a 7-Eleven when I was in Hawaii after we did a Target fig hunt and I was absolutely fucking disgusted. I was like, dude, are you serious right now? You want me to try something out of this machine? It's probably been sitting here all day. He's like, I'm telling you, it's good. Fact, it was delicious. First of all, yeah. <laughs> you know, you think that there ain't no way. Like I've seen them sold out of spam masubis multiple times a day, dude. That all that that shit is always fresh because people are always eating from the seven eleven. So it's a bummer when all the good spam masubis are gone. Yeah, they had, left is like they had like one that was like a peppered bacon masubi. Um and it was like the the bacon was just like kind of rendered down super soft and it was like on the masubi with the spam. Yeah, it was freaking delicious dude so uh, that's what i that, as you can tell we're really excited and we've been craving our uh, our hawaiian delicacies what about you jordan what's the food you've been craving you know the cool thing is is uh we're getting a hawaiian brothers restaurant here and they make spam masubi and they're supposedly really good like the people that created that restaurant were from hawaii um but we're getting one here next summer so. that's cool yeah i'm gonna have to get a few for the road man next time we make a visit dude pack them over here well they got it in kansas city too so i can get one a little closer <laughs> or or i could just leave it on the roof that way it dries out and stuff the way you want it so <laughs> put it up in the dash dude. yeah put it on the dash <laughs> I got so you know I had to go down to Texas for work last week and I stopped at Bucky's on Friday morning Boosies. on my way back home and Boosies. yeah Boosies and I got a big Texas club sandwich just this super delicious sandwich that they have and I knew I was I got full off like the brisket tacos that I got for breakfast and dude I set that motherfucker in the dash all the way that seven hour drive back to uh, Oakland Tennessee man that thing was on point by the time I got home <laughs> hey bro I would like to just bring this up it's been over a year now don't you remember the excitement I had in my voice when we passed that soon to be Bucky's and you were ripping on me? You're like, it's just a fucking gas station. Now, every time you, you go to Texas, dude. you're like, no. Nah. Now you're like, oh, dude, now nah, I get it. Oh, they love me, dude. If they had like a Bucky's store credit card, I'd already fucking have that shit and have my reward points <laughs> maxed out, dude. <laughs> Yeah, dude, that, he brought he brought me home a brisket sandwich, and dude, that thing is money, man. Yeah, it's just it's it's crazy that it's you know you can get that quality of food from like a freaking gas station, man. Dude, I'm I, telling it's, you, it's a store. It's a store with gas. I don't. I wouldn't even call yeah. it a gas station, dude. Like it's a it's a store that also sells gas. What about you, Marco? What's uh what's something you've been craving? Oh, something I haven't had in a while. Damn, uh, probably a cheesesteak. Nice cheesesteak, like a really good one. We haven't uh, had cheesesteak in a long do you go, time. Do you dude. go fully authentic with the cheese whiz on it, or do you put actual cheese on it, Marco? Um, no, I do actual cheese. I don't do. Uh, yeah, I don't, cheese I don't do the cheese whiz either. Do you do all Philly, the stinkers, Philly the peppers, thing. onions, all that? Oh, of course, yeah. Always. Yeah. 
Load it yeah, up. Yeah, we used to get a. Uh, if you're if you're in Virginia, you know Zeros. We used to get an, Zeros a, had a, a killer cheesesteak cheese from from Zero Subs uh, in uh, in the seven five seven. Yeah, so. that's probably the best restaurant cheesesteak I've had. Mm-hmm. Is that Very it good. for listener mail? That's it for listener. All right, Sheen, remind the listeners where they can find you on social media, and then we'll hit Marco. He's in the hot seat for the uh, trivia question this week. All right, you can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley Marco. Running a Twitter machine at Chick Foley Show. Follow all of our Pod Foundation brethren. Um, you can find the link at chickfoley.com. Also, while you're at chickfoley.com, sign up to join our Facebook group and all the fun and fig hunting that goes on in there. So are you ready for trivia? Marco, you ready? Let's do it. All right. At the 1992 SummerSlam, Repo Man's opponent was... Oh, damn it. Um, it's, it's funny that we got a SummerSlam question because this was a totally, yeah, Jordan's favorite SummerSlam. totally random pick let me let me see if it's a repo man it has to be a good guy so oh boss man is that wrong it's probably wrong oh, boss no. man fought nails i knew yep. this one uh, damn it why did i think so of that? demolition a, explodes hold on dude wait we got i'm gonna give him the the uh well, i just gave him the answer well, now. True. Yeah, 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 repo yeah. man and crush dude yeah repo and crush that's right everybody yeah. gives all the love to hogan and savage at wrestlemania 5 but fucking repo man and crush axe and crush fought at SummerSlam 92 <laughs> <laughs> that's a real explodes match yeah yeah speaking of which we need both those guys in elite form that's two of the biggest missing ones man if they i think first things first if they get those guys back on their license give us some ultimate edition demolition but then hit us with all the variations of Crush and give us repo, man. Yeah. All right, Sheen, hit us with some closing thoughts, and we'll get out of here this week. Um, support your local Superman. 